Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining me again. Nice to have you along. Today, I'm really looking forward to speaking with Karishma Matiram. Karishma is the founder of The Thought Box, which is an amazing business in which Karishma helps new mothers transitioning back to work following maternity leave, and also to help working parents thrive in their roles. And she's got a few different ways of doing this. So we're going to dive into that today. But Karishma, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Ben. And whereabouts are you based at the moment? So I am based in Harrow, London. Oh, lovely. Great part of the world. I may so, not yeah. find it. I'm Canadian, but yes, I'm based here in Harrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so you're geographically challenged like me, an Aussie in Ireland and a Canadian <laughs> in, in England. That's Brilliant. Um, yeah, so let, let's get into it. Tell us a little bit about your background and then to the leading up to the foundation of the Thought Box. Okay, so my background is actually in facility. Well, I studied psychology and English in university. And then I moved to the UK and fell into facilities management. And that is managing school buildings, um, hospitals, things like that. So much psychology in that then? Yeah, no, there wasn't. Actually, a lot of it needed to be used when it came to my teams. And I Uh, found that my the way I developed in my roles and the way I progressed in the workplace was because of how I was managing people and my teams and clients. And it all came down to my coaching style of management. And that's where I realized strength was. And and I used it, I tapped into it. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I then went and had my first child who is now nine and it was a wonderful mat leave, went back and everything was wonderful. The second time around when I had my son, things were a little bit more challenging. And uh, as you may know, coaches tend to focus on people they can help because they've experienced something themselves. So with me going back the second time was really challenging. I went into a brand new role that I thought was my dream job, but actually ended up being quite challenging because my it was all new and my confidence took a hit. And while my employer was trying to be supportive, it wasn't necessarily done in a way that was beneficial to me. Um, And the impact of that was I started doubting my value in the workplace, which then kind of fell into me questioning my value at home. And it just wasn't fair on anyone. And had I had someone to speak to at that time, I think my family wouldn't have suffered so much. My friends wouldn't, I wouldn't have. And I don't think that women necessarily have the support they need when they go back to work. There's a lot of focus on maternity leave but I like to now look at it as a maternity journey because my journey back the second time was very painful. And I just don't want anyone else to go through that. And that kind of laid the foundation for, you know what? There are so many women like me who actually have a lot of talent and go in with confidence, but then something knocks it and they lose themselves. And how do we support them so that they can bring all those fantastic skills into the workplace and help businesses grow and really utilize those skills that they can bring. That's interesting. And it's interesting to hear you say that it was the second child, not the first. It's not about the first time parenthood. No, not always. It's not. It can be. I know a lot of women where it is. But for me, I was, I'm quite 
blessed that I had both and I could see how it can go really well and how it can really go wrong as well. Yeah, yeah nice. So you had this experience and you realized you could help others. Uh, you created, therefore, the thought box. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because you've got a, a few strings to your bow. So how do you structure things and, and what does it do to help people? So the thought box is the name of my business. And the reason, so the reason behind the name, I'll tell you, is because all the coaching I do, the work I do, it comes down to our thoughts, the um, helpful thoughts, the negative thoughts, how we can reframe our thoughts and how much power we can have over them that we don't realize, how much untapped potential there is in actually molding how we think about things to benefit us and those around us, <coughs> pardon me. And so that is where it came up from because our brain is basically like our thought box. And, and that's kind of like the essence of what, of how I came up with a name for my business. And what I do is I provide a number of different packages for clients. And I don't have, I have a couple of basic things I like to include in every package, but the way in which I, I put it together depends very much on what businesses are looking for. One thing I do is I do like to always allow businesses and people the opportunity to start with three month plans because I don't think it's necessarily fair to tie someone in for a year because if I can and I often do give people the results in three months then they don't need to keep going like I want to empower women I want to empower businesses and that is what I'm going for so I offer various packages for three months up to 12 months um, and it's flexible to what the business is actually looking for and filling those gaps that they need. Yeah, that's good. And I'm glad you shared that. Thank you for doing that because I know a lot of listeners would struggle with how to structure their own offerings, their packages, their service offerings. So you have a bit of flexibility, but also from your experience, you know what works. So you can push people to say, I think this is probably a preferred plan, but we're flexible to suit your needs. And also the fact that you have to do that for individuals as well as employers, because they're very different beasts, right? So yeah, they are. Uh, and yeah. because I use um, a software and I use various other techniques, depending on what my client needs, I can say, you know, I know you want to go for this package, but from my experience with your challenges, this works better. So then I'm, you know, I put it out there, it's still their choice in them, but I like to try enough things and I make sure anything that I do with my clients, I have gone through myself. Yeah. So any program I use, everything I have run through it and been coached on it myself. Mm. So I I know that I believe and trust in this, and then I know what works for what challenges. Yeah, that's smart. And yes, you give people the choice, and there's flexibility and so on. But I think people appreciate the fact that you've done it uh, before, and they can learn from your experience and so on. So, for instance, when I work with HR businesses, you know, I see what works and what doesn't at other places, and can it be possibly applied? And I would guide people in that direction if that's the case. Um, you use software. What, firstly, what made you think to go in that direction to offer that as a uh, component of what you do? Uh, and then how do you use it? Okay, so the software that I use, um, no matter what, the reason I love it is no matter what type of um, program you sign up for with me, you will have a full 12 months of that and it's with new level results and I'm an associate with them. And that's how I use this uh, software. And we get to create a plan for a year and we lay all the foundational work and it's a system where you can visually see your progress. And it's beautiful because while I work on 
establishing it and making their plan with them, they then have the power to go and carry on. And it gives them a tool that even when we finish working together, they still have support and a almost like an anchor for all the work that we did together. And it's wonderful. It goes through the like values and goals and allows you to look at like your entire life. Like it's like a 360 degree view of your life and how you want to develop in the various roles that you play in the world. So it helps you be more balanced as a human, which is why I think it's incredible for people who have multiple roles like parents and your work role and partner and daughter or son, whatever it is. It really helps you be the best version of yourself in every role you play. Absolutely. Sounds really good. I'm curious, how did you actually get started so when people launch their businesses it's very difficult to get new clients so what was your approach to get the the ball rolling Uh, well to get the ball rolling I actually was just you have to talk to a lot of people so I spoke to a lot of people told people what I was doing really build those relationships and then I chose a couple of people who I saw I could really serve these people and make a difference and offered them three months just free coaching I'm launching my business and I would like to try various techniques, which I did want to try. And I started working with a handful, you know, like three people, three or four people. And, you know, a couple of them then got converted into clients, like paying clients. And others had great results and recommended me to their employer. And from then on, it's just become a referral or invitation process. So if someone tells me, I know someone who could benefit from speaking to you, I just say, well, if they're open to it, you can share their details. They can either contact me or I'll invite them in. So I try to work very much on invitation referral there. Excellent. To get the ball rolling, you worked for free for two or three people, helped them through it. And then that either led to a conversion into paid support or they then referred others on. And that's has a viral effect because those new people refer on new and refer on. So referrals is your main source of, yes. of new business. Yeah. yeah that's excellent. Um, I know, put your big pun. I was saying, because especially with this industry and the service I provide, you need to have commitment. So uh, I don't really like to go out there and say, oh, you know, let, you know, let's chat, come on, let's chat with, chat with me because this is, I need to see interest because if you're not committed, it's, it's a waste of people's time. You have to want to see the change and really want to make it. Um, and that goes with businesses as well. If a business says we want to put some uh, maternity returner on your program, I always say you must not say they're on the program, offer it to them as this is something we will support you with because without um, commitment, there's no results in coaching. Yeah. I know uh, as an HR professional over the years, there were managers that you had to coach through because they were part of the problem, let's say, you know, in a workplace culture and you can't just say, okay, go off and get some coaching. Yeah. No, you can't. Because uh, <laughs> that's not quite offended. Work. Like, what, what do you think? Why do I need it? And it, yeah. you have to actually see it as a, form of personal development not that there is a problem yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah they've got to be on board first Uh, in terms of uh, marketing because I am a marketing nerd I know you're active on LinkedIn I think that's where I first uh, met you so how do you use LinkedIn and does it work for you um to be honest I use LinkedIn just to provide value and and it does work because people will like like yourself like you'll see something it'll be interesting and I get to to talk to you and share what I know and help more people So I really use LinkedIn as a way to serve as many people as I can. 
And, you know, sometimes just what I post is enough and I will, I will get messages to say, you know, your posts really resonate. They've helped me through difficult days. And, you know, sometimes I'll send a voice note or they'll send one back and I'll support until they want more. And it does work. It works if they need more, but I don't really go out a lot on LinkedIn to, to reach out to people to say, let's talk because I'm very open about what I do. And if someone needs it and wants it, they'll come to me. That's nice. I also, I just like the way you, you also use images and photos of you with quotes and things like that. Cause a lot of people are scared to put their face onto LinkedIn. It, it took me months and months to start this very podcast. Cause I thought who wants to listen to an Aussie accent? Um, <laughs> it's lovely. Your Aussie thank accent. you very much. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is that a, a, an issue or what's your advice to people who are probably scared to get out there? and then get um, their face to the world. I will say I'm scared every time I post. I <laughs> absolutely, like I have had friends message to say, I can't believe you posted that picture. Of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <clears throat> and I don't always look the same because sometimes I had makeup on, sometimes I don't. And I am, I believe we can't see, well, you can see it, but it's a life begins at the end of comfort zone and that I really believe in that. And the reason I do it is if I'm going to push my clients to be uncomfortable so they grow, I have to do it myself. Yeah. And that is why I, I do it. And I'm not going to lie, Ben, it is not easy. And I do look at that photo and I think, mm, all right, you know what? It's who I am. And if I'm encouraging others to be who they are, I will keep embracing who I am. So I would say that if people are hesitant, they're not alone. A lot of us who put photos up, we probably stare at it for a while or wait for a couple of minutes before we say post and, and, and that's okay. That's how we're going to grow, how all of us are going to. So just know that others who have photos haven't necessarily done it easily. We're all in it together. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the world has changed so much. And from my perspective, it's probably heading in a direction that works to your advantage or your business advantage in the sense that you're helping people transition into new roles and career opportunities and things like that, but also in a remote way, right? So how do you see the world of work changing and what do you think people should do about it? And, you know, where do you fit into that story? Um, so it's massive remote working, flexible working is really big now, now that people have had a taste for it. Parents, especially, um, you know, through lockdown, being able to have that time with their children and actually fascinating it is how many more fathers want to work from home and have more flexibility that I speak to because they've had it and not to be to be sexist, but they've had more exposure and time with their kids than they did prior to the pandemic versus women. And they have had a different sense of fulfillment almost. And these are all very talented mothers and fathers. And I think the way the world is going to change is businesses who are not willing to adapt to flexible working will probably lose really precious, strong talent. And where I come in is helping businesses demonstrate that they are a family-friendly company that's going to help their team members and employees maximize their abilities and become the best versions of themselves in a way where they can find the balance they need, be committed um, and powerful in the workplace, but still manage to have that home life, which is something people want more, now more than ever. 
So I think that will be really important for businesses to look at. And that's how the world is changing. Businesses who aren't going to embrace this uh, flexible working will probably really suffer in terms of their talent pool. Absolutely. I saw a post on LinkedIn recently where it was about a role and uh, someone asked how many days a week, whatever it is. And the, the person said, well, it has to be four days a week in the office. And, and this comment straight below was, what, do you need a time machine to take you back to 2019? What do you mean four days in the office? Yeah. So I think you're right. <laughs> and there's nothing to stop people doing three job interviews in their lunch break nowadays because they can just click to the next meeting. So yeah. I think you're right. If they're not, employers are not being flexible and having their mind open to new ways of work, then they will be part of the great resignation. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm not someone who says that it should be complete remote working necessarily, depending on what you do. There is an element of needing to be in the office, having that, that team culture and learning and embracing your company culture. That is all very important, but it, it, there needs to be a balance now because we've seen how much more there is to the world and it's not just work anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so Prishma, for people listening to this, can you just give us in a nutshell what you do, what the Thought Box does in case they have people they could refer to you? Oh, how okay. would you summarize that? Okay, so what I do is I coach uh, working parents to show up powerfully in the workplace while still maintaining like or creating joy, peace and happiness at home. I help them perform to their maximum in all areas of their life. And the Thought Box does this through mental fitness, which is almost like foundational work to really build mental muscles. It's like going to the gym, but instead of like your physical body, we're building muscles in our brains so that the work I do with them has long lasting, sustaining results. Um, and we do this, we use the curb and we create like one year plans so that you can basically set an entire new vision for yourself and we will achieve it together. And I support businesses through a specialist maternity program as well, or helping their working parents. I also do private packages. So it's for you know individuals who want to work with me directly or businesses who have like a working parents forum. I can support them as a group as well. So there's a multitude of ways in which I can help businesses support their working parents and become more family friendly and individuals who really want to thrive at work um, and at home and not lose themselves in the process really excellent that sounds really good so if people want to learn more refer business to you partner up whatever it may be what should they do next um, to be honest it's easiest to just drop me a message on linkedin is the easiest <laughs> or they can um, email me as well at the thought box so that's my full name karishma.motiram at the thoughtbox.co.uk Excellent. All right, well, I'll include that in the show notes. Uh, Krishma, that's excellent. I'm glad that your business is going so well and you're helping so many people. And uh, I thank you for what you're doing and I wish you all the best for it. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It was so lovely talking to you today. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.